The Moon, a beautiful natural satellite with some mysterious dark splotches. We always see only one side of it, so we're used to this image. It's hard to imagine the Moon looking any other way. But it used to be different. Oh ho ho, it used to be so different. Picture this, a huge incandescent satellite in the sky that is causing constant tsunamis. I suggest we go very far into the past to see what the Moon was like many, many years ago. The Moon formed around 4.5 billion years ago. At that time, our green-blue planet was still a red-hot, insanely unstable piece of rock flying in space. We didn't have the Moon yet, and a day on our planet only lasted six hours, which meant only three hours of daylight. Volcanoes erupted all over the place, releasing poisonous gas into the air, and a bunch of meteorites regularly crashed into the planet. At the same time, 4.5 billion years ago, the so-called Big Splash occurred, or as scientists call it, the Giant Impact Hypothesis. It claims that once an object the size of Mars crashed into Earth. Mars is about two times as small as our planet, so the blow wasn't too bad, but it was quite catastrophic. This powerful impact tore off part of the outer layers of that Mars-sized object and Earth. The very core of this space body merged with Earth's own dense core, and a huge number of fragments of Earth flew into outer space. So, this was the beginning of our Moon, or, saying in a scientific way, the process of differentiation has begun. This is the process all planetary bodies go through at the beginning of their lives. Since the impact was very hot, its heat carried away most of the gases and liquids from the broken pieces of Earth. Only a relatively dry stone surface remained. So yeah, there is water and gases on the Moon, but in very small quantities. The gravity of our planet was strong enough to make all these hot stone fragments stay in its orbit, and they gradually began to stick together. The chemicals they contained were distributed in layers. Iron, which was heavier, sank deeper inside, and lighter elements formed the surface. In a short time, a hundred years or less, the ring of steam, dust, and molten rock fused together. The largest clusters with the strongest gravity attracted more and more particles, gradually forming the moon. It looked like a red-hot bubble ball. Sadly, the nucleus of this newborn moon turned out to be very small. It lacked iron and other heavy elements to form into something substantial, like a planet. The oldest rocks of the Moon probably formed in the ocean of magma. And when the Moon gradually cooled down, it turned out to be a white, clean, and perfectly even ball. But it was still completely different from what we have now. To begin with, immediately after its birth, the satellite was located at a distance of only 13,500 miles away from Earth. This is 15 times closer than it is now, around 238,000 miles. It's scary to imagine how huge and bright the Moon looked in the sky at that moment. The view was probably both beautiful and terrifying. And, of course, such proximity caused incredibly huge waves on Earth. The planet experienced regular tsunamis. Also, at that time, the Moon was spinning very fast, and it wasn't turned to Earth with only one side. But, in general, Earth and the Moon had a positive impact on each other. For example, it was the Moon that made our day last 24 hours. 
Now, Earth's axis is mostly tilted 23.5 degrees from the plane of its orbit around the Sun. Without the Moon, Earth rotated rapidly, but thanks to the satellite, the planet's tilt stabilized, which led to a wide and pleasant variety of climates on Earth. To be fair, the gravity of our planet also helped the Moon. Thanks to it, the Moon began to rotate more and more slowly while gradually moving away from us. Over the years, its orbit has moved far away from our planet. At the same time, the Moon became tidally locked to Earth. This means that its rotation period coincides with its orbital period. Or, in other words, the Moon moves around itself as fast as it moves around the Earth. That's why the Moon always faces our planet with only one side. When the Moon moved away, tides on Earth became calmer. Now, water could flow to the most remote corners of our planet. It was then that life appeared on Earth. But back to the evolution of the Moon itself. What was happening on its surface after its formation? The next stages of the Moon's development were childhood and adolescence. And as is usually the case at this stage, this period was insane. No wonder, about 4 billion years ago, the solar system was going crazy. During the first 600 million years of the Moon's existence, large asteroids and comets constantly collided with it. Now, they were bothering not only our Earth, but also its satellite. These impacts were the most powerful in the history of the Moon. They left many large craters, which were later filled with dark rock. So, Earth wasn't enough for you, huh, space? Once, a dwarf planet crashed into the Moon. It was about the size of Ceres, the largest object in the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. This explosion formed the SPA basin and also forever changed the appearance of the Moon. Can you see that dark spot on the far side of the Moon? Right there in this very south? This spot is called the South Pole Aitken Basin. Its diameter is about 1,600 miles. And yes, it was formed by the impact I've mentioned about 4.3 billion years ago. This planet brought with it a bunch of complex and strange chemical compounds that scientists are now finding all over the far surface of the Moon. These compounds began to emit a lot of heat, melted part of the lunar mantle, and, oops, accidentally woke up volcanoes. The volcanoes began to erupt furiously. A huge amount of magma was distributed over the surface of the Moon. Many years later, it cooled down leaving behind those famous dark splotches that we're so used to. They're called the Lunar Maria. There are much fewer craters there than on the lunar highlands. But for the last billion years, the Moon has been geologically inactive, except for occasional collisions with meteorites. In general, the appearance of the Moon changed forever as a result of these events, and, battered and tired, it entered adulthood. But even then, it couldn't get any peace a bunch of meteorites decided to bother it again. Honestly, it wasn't that bad. There were many collisions, but all of them were quite small. They just left a bunch of craters and pits on the moon and maybe damaged its mantle a little. Some of the collisions deepened already existing large craters. The moon's crust was getting thinner and thinner over the years because of all the chaos going on. And now, we call this upper part of the lunar crust, covered with craters, the lunar highlands. All those white and bright areas of the moon? The highlands! But, in the end, the universe finally calmed down. For now, at least. 
and the moon began to look the way it does today. There are still many things we don't know about Earth's natural satellite. There are moments in its history that scientists still can't accurately explain, but they're continuing to study our beautiful satellite. The data about the moon is useful to people not only for its own sake, it gives us a more complete picture of both the history of our solar system and space as a whole. So, let's hope that one day we'll be able to find out everything there is to know about the moon. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.